Okay, this may be an odd question, but what do you guys think about immortality? What? That isn't a thing. You know, science has its ways. And I suspect that telomere research will get there one day. So, are we talking about, like, vampire immortality or death becomes your immortality? Because that's a very important distinction. Well, technically vampires are undead, and I'm pretty sure that those women in Death Becomes Her were dead. More like they were also undead, so technically they could do... Okay, we're going off track. Basically, what I wanted to tell you is that there's a new social media platform that will make us pretty much immortal. Um, how, how does that work? What? I won't die? Um, yeah, well, I mean digital immortality. As in, even after you die, your social media presence continues to thrive. So that means we can keep up with all our online activities. Okay. Yeah, just imagine, you set up your profile, and even after you pass away, the platform will post like you would, uploading photos, videos, music, interacting with others, the works. We'll be all awesome beyond the grave. And the platform literally lasts forever. It's called the Forever Social. <sighs> Spirit fingers. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really all, all that into social media. Come on. Don't you want to live forever? I want to live forever. Forever. Is that even in the tune? Okay, okay. I can be persuaded because I also want... To live forever. Awesome. So check out www.theforeversocial.com. And we even have a discount code for you because we are sponsored by them. Um, doing all the declarations. So not just for us, but also for all our puffer sharks slash chappies. Just type in F-U-B-A-R. Dum dum die. Forever. Want to live forever? The Forever Social is launching digital immortality. Create a digital version of yourself. Simply connect your social networks to our forever engine. Welcome to Heaven 2.0. It's real. It's happening and your loved ones can stay connected with you forever. You'll even create memes long after you are gone. Go to theforeversocial.com and use the code FUBAR. That's F-U-B-A-R. to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast and interactive Twitch stream. Why is it interactive? Because you can help hinder or harm the players. Sometimes it's helpful to help them, like I did last week. I smoked them out because they didn't want to go on their adventure. I'm Carla, and it's set in my homebrew world of Kalandos on the continent of Astra. And around the table, virtually, are my amazing players, and they're going to introduce themselves. I'm Nelly. I play Kira Nightingale, the half-elf sorcerer. Hi, I'm Wednesday, and I play a Lauren Skyvale, the Azamar Paladin. Hi, guys. I am Lena, and I play Andromach, the druid changeling. And Carla ruined my epic pillow fort. I'm still upset. And Donovan just subscribed to us. Yay! Donovan says they love us. We love you. 
where we were last week. Mm. Our adventurers were in the farmhouse where they suspect something is incredibly incorrect. And they decided to listen to the butler who they assume should be there, but the other two people should not, and stay in the room in which Andromach built a beautiful pillow fort using every single pillow in the room. So poor Kira and Andromach were going to have nothing. And then when I realized the adventurers were going to stay in the room, I decided to smoke them out as smoke is coming underneath the door frame. It's coming very, very thin smoke. Lauren, roll perception for me. Three. You do see that there's smoke coming from underneath the door. You don't know what it's from. I am going to very quickly stand up, grab my shield, and I'm going to shout into the room in the general direction of the ladies. Cover your mouths, and then I'm going to open the door and step out into the corridor with my shield up. As you do so, please make a strength check for me. Twelve. As you open the door and you step into the corridor, you barrel into Muggle the Half-Orc and knock him over because you've basically shield bashed him. He's lying down. You realize that the smoke is coming from the room across from you, and... It is billowing into the corridor and you notice his red cape has been hooked over his mouth. So he's wearing it as a, like a filter. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, like an evil. To suck your blood. <laughs> but, it, but it's hooked so he doesn't have to hold it. And he seems dazed. Roll perception on me. Two. That's what you see. The okay, corridor is starting to fill with smoke. I'm going to lean down and say, Magul, are you all right? Can you get up? At which point, Kira and Andromach, what are you doing? Because now time is becoming of the essence. I was just trying to sleep and I just got that one blessed pillow from, from Andromach. So I was like really savoring the moment. And then I'm really, <laughs> I had to get up. I'm like, oh, Lauren, this is not the time to, oh, oh, you're serious. Where, where is he gone? And I'm going to look for Andromach. like, we need to go. We need to go. So Andromach like just bent over to go and transform into a cat again. And uh, Lauren catches Andromach in this really awkward position. Andromach is like, oh, something seems to be burning. She gets up and she like straightens her clothes and she goes. <coughs> and she like takes a little cloth and holds it in front of her nose and starts walking to the door. Yeah. Um, can I just want to quickly go to the, the little, our little ensuite and like wet, my, wet, a, wet a cloth and put it on top of my face? Okay, you're going to have advantage if, if oh, there's a con saving throw. Kira and Andromach, please make a perception check for me. With a 19 and a 21, you guys see everything. You notice as the door's been opened that the corridor is getting very filled with smoke, so much so that in the, probably in the next 10 seconds you won't be able to see past your own like hand. However, it doesn't appear to be trickling into the room, like a small faint bit of smoke is coming in. But as you look past the pile of pillows, because obviously the fort has now totally collapsed, it seems that, and maybe it's because the two of you are magical, there's a slight shimmer that is holding back quite a lot of the smoke. And then you can see in this moment, you see a Lauren leaning over Magul who is lying on the floor and you can hear Lauren safe very faintly, Magul, are you okay? I'm going to turn to Kira and say, Kira, you get, I'll get. Why aren't you using your words? 
I what you're saying. As Lena pointed up and down for our podcast listeners. It's, it's breathable air in here. Out there is dangerous. Let's okay. just drag them back inside. Okay, so you go, you go for Magul and I'll go for Lauren. Yes. And he looks like he needs help, so you can definitely help him out. And I'm going to rush towards Lauren. I'm not going to touch his, 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 wait, he's, he's, yeah, he's in his armor. I don't want to touch his armor in case it's hot, but I'm going to like shout, Lauren, come back in. We can take him back in with us. Lauren, please roll perception for me. 15. You hear from somewhere, someone shouting, Lauren, come back in. You imagine it's from behind you because you haven't turned and no one's come past you, but you are actually struggling to see past your... Even Magul is like vague. Okay, but I can feel him, right? Yeah, you can feel him because you you were holding on to him. Okay, so I'm going to pick him up and slowly edge backwards into the room or at least where I remember the room to be. Andromach is going to step out of the room and help Lauren to bring uh, Magoo in. You guys can do that because you roll so high on perception, but also because you're coming from the clean room into the smoke and you saw the smoke starting to form. So you kind of like, okay, I'm going to go forward and reach out my hand maybe five feet. So you've kind of pre-prepped it before the smoke became so thick. Uh... Okay, I'll just go to the door and yell. If anyone's in there, move out, move out of the way. And I'm gonna try to push the, the flames. I can, I can sense hopefully, uh, away from the door. From the door of the room across. Yes. So as if it's going further inside of that door, it's actually the smoke is coming from. If that makes sense. So you got the perception. You don't actually know where the smoke is coming from. So you're not 100 um, percent sure it's coming from that door. You also okay. now that you because you. You were like, okay, I controlled flame. I've got the water on, on the piece of material. Because obviously living with Stasi, like fire was a thing. You don't think the smoke looks like fire smoke. It, it looks mm. almost too thick, like very thick fog, actually. Okay, so it, like with that on top of the she, that weird she and I saw, like, I, I'm, I can pretty much surmise it's, it's magical, whatever it is, this is part of the security system. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to like look up and down the, the hallway at this rate. Okay, roll perception for me. 16. Nice. Have I made it into the room, Collar, with Magoo? Yes, as you, you pull him into the room, as Kira steps out and is preparing control flame, realizes that it looks more like fog, looks down the corridor. You can't see any movement within the corridor, but you're pretty sure you can hear rattling on a door handle. And you're pretty uh, sure it's coming from the complete opposite end of the corridor, so from the, the shrine. So you're pretty sure it's the front door. Sounds like we have visitors, and I don't know if they're good. I'm going to rush. <laughs> As you rush back to go to the room, because you didn't step too far away, so it's quite easy to go back to the room, you look at the shrine. Please make a wisdom saving throw. Not 20! You look at the shrine. And you swear that the balayage whale, which was spouting water against the wall towards the room across from you, is now tilted ever so slightly and spouting water directly towards the door. So its head is twisted towards you. But you're not 100% sure if, if the shrine was that way before. I'm going to go towards that, the whale and see if there's anything, like if it's like a mechanism I can twist to make it do something. 
Okay. I am helping Lauren to, to drag Magul back into the room, and I am just going to bend over and see if Magul is okay. Actually, as you start dragging him, he's trying to knock you off and get up, and then by the time you get him into the room, he's standing up. And remark, because of your such such a high perception roll earlier, you can see, like, in the way he's behaving, the fog is not bothering him at all, at all even outside of the room. Magul, are, are, are you all right? You, you look like you almost passed out there. He looks at you, and because you're both now all three in the room, you can see he's raising an eyebrow at you, and he says, pass out to being pushed by a shield from a door. My mistress and master have done way worse. Uxel, I do apologize, but you have to tell us who are the Montcoras. The Thistleweights have activated the security system. Are you in trouble, sir? Because if you are in trouble, you need to tell us immediately. He says, I am not in trouble. You were the ones in trouble, which is why I wanted you to stay. And, and then he turns and he says, don't touch that. As oh Kira starts reaching. At that, can everybody please roll initiative? Five. <laughs> Eleven for Andromach. Nice, Kira. Magul turns and shouts, don't touch that. As Kira, what are you doing? Do I hear Magul say that? You do. I'm going to pause as I'm about to touch it. And I look back like, what, what, what will it do? And then he almost slowly, like you're almost touched a bomb, says, just come back into the room. I don't want to let everyone know what the security systems do. Okay, and I'm going to back away slowly. <laughs> Please roll. Acrobatics. Eight. As you start to back <laughs> away, you realize there's something on the floor which makes you stumble, and as you do so, you touch the shrine. And remark. I hear that Magul issues the warning to get back into the room. And... I'm like, I'm not seeing her because I'm not actually in the corridor to see yeah. what she's actually doing. You don't see her. So I think I'm going to walk to the door and just poke my head out to see what Kira is, is actually doing. Roll perception for me. That was a five. You don't see Kira. You don't see, you see very little in the corridor. I'm going to poke my head back into the room and say, um, Guys, is, is Kira still out there? Magul steps out the room, turns to the two of you, reaches his hand insi inside the room because you can't see anything past the wall of fog into the corridor, and you hear his voice. It sounds almost muted. He says, do not touch anything. Lauren, roll perception for me because you haven't. Eleven. You see him vaguely step near where the shrine is at which point Kira as soon as you touch the shrine you blink and open your eyes and you are standing in the field outside of the house how, roll perception look, uh, for me yeah um, I need to see where the house is like how far away I am, I am from the house at this rate you have no idea you are in what appears to be a wheat field it's the wheat is torn in your head 
and all of a sudden a strange half-orc lands. Oh, wait, it's my school. Okay, you recognized him as he like appears next to you. Where, where are we? What, what happened? I didn't touch anything. He turns and he says, you must have touched the shrine. Okay. It is an instant teleport into the wheat trap. We should run. I'm going to grab onto him because he seems like he knows where he's going. Let's go. Just where do we run? Does he know? He starts that like three jog step and then he stops and he looks around and he says, um, it's a lot more different inside the trap than it is setting it. Um, you don't know where we are, do you? You don't know how to get out, do you? We're going to die, aren't we? Okay, great. No, <laughs> no, not going to die. Um, dismembered. Not going to die immediately. Slowly and painfully. In that moment, also, like, where is it going to come from? Do you know? Because I'll have my hands prepared. to. to I want to cast something just now. He says, no, I, I'm very confused as to where we are. But what I can do is you can stand on my shoulders and look over the field and see Say if you can see the farm. <laughs> You're just like, okay, man. What's my half-elf eyes see? Donovan says you have to roll to climb. Make a acrobatics check. Ha, in your face, 19. You are almost standing on his shoulders, flat foot. Like, you can see everything. You see the farmhouse in the distance and you estimate that it's north and you know where to run. When you get okay. down, it does appear to be quite far, probably 400 feet away, which like spatially, it seems odd that it's so far away. And when you looked around, the wheat seemed to go on almost forever as far as the eye could see, okay. which is not how the wheat was when you arrived. You also see some of the wheat not <laughs> to the left and to the right as something is cutting a path through the wheat. You estimate it'll be there in two minutes. What direction is it coming from? From the east. I'm literally going like, to do a back, forward flip, whatever, jump off him and say... You can do it with that climbing yeah. roll. Yeah, I'm going to run straight towards that when they say, like, follow me. And I, I run in that direction. Perfect. He is going to follow you. And that brings us back to Lauren, your turn. He said don't touch anything. He did say don't touch he anything. He did say don't touch anything. So I am going to not touch anything. I'm going to stand very still, very stoically, where I had stopped and not moved. Please make a wisdom saving throw. Bye. You have all intentions not to do anything, but it seems as almost as if something named Chat is driving you <laughs> to step out into the corridor and do something. That's that temptation oh in my life. That's what made me run away in the first place. This voice in my head. So you can okay. choose what you do, but you do have to step into the corridor. I'm going to step into the corridor, but I'm going to step into the corridor like your five-year-old son who knows he shouldn't be doing this, so he's doing it very slowly and sneakily, even though Andromach is probably there watching him do it. Please roll perception for me. 17. You are able to make out the corridor in the, in the fog and you can see the shrine. It does look a little bit different, but maybe it's just the fog. Mm. And if you look down the corridor, you see Zeth and Gillette trying to open the front door. I'm going to shout out, hold, criminal, while I you, just stand there in the corridor. You, you still have an action. Well, I'm not going to run at them. I already <laughs> misbehaved, okay? 
stepping into the corridor was so difficult for my character. <laughs> it was so hard. It went against all my morals. My honor was just like, you can't do this, you can't do this. And I was like, but if I'm just standing in the corridor, I'm not doing anything wrong, right? I mean, technically, you didn't touch anything as yet. But you still have an yeah. action. When I shout, I'm going to cast command. So when I yell stop, it is a proper, like, stop. One action, 60 feet range. You speak one word or command to a creature you can see. So it's only one. Okay. Which one? Okay, the man, because it's rude to shout at women. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Oddly, you see that as you shout, he appeared to have figured out the door handle. Gillette was excited that they were going to get out the room And you said stop, and he released the door handle. So he just follows this command for how long? But the target must succeed or follow the command on its next turn as well. He's just going to stop. And he's going to say, is is that our guests? Uh, We appear to be having some problems. And you you hear Gillette say, no one believes us anymore. That brings us back to Kira. And Muzgul running through the for- the wheat forest. Are you just running? Uh, we're running for our lives, but also because I can I, I could sense, well, I could see that whatever it was uh, was coming from the east. I'm going to do Earth Tremor in that direction. Cool. And I also want to do, do it as a careful spell. So it's like a meta uh, spell where I can protect one or uh, I can choose who I protect. So Muzgul doesn't have to do a dex save. What? Bam. I've been doing my homework, guys. I get a range of 10 feet, more or less, and I pretty much, like, deshovel the herb altogether, and you have to do, like, a deck save of 13. Because you were you were running, and then yeah. you thought, okay, Flip, I've got to do something, and I'm going to be real careful. So you turn, let Mother's Gulp run past you, and you because you were so focused on being careful, you actually let the... Combine Harvester come close so that you can actually see it. You cast Earth Tremor. It's actually flicked the wheat out of the ground in that swath as almost like, you know, when you flick a a duvet or a blanket, it flicks and the Combine Harvester lifts into the air on a natural one because machines don't have decks, guys. They don't have decks. And it tips onto the backside of the Combine Harvester and you can see the death spikes going but up into the air as they are now very sad death spike (laughs) Muzgul turns and he's about to say why have you stopped and ah good good job how many more of those do you have left not enough for us to make it keep running (laughs) Uh, he's gonna run with you you can run 30 feet you can see he can run further than you but he's gonna hold his move action to move with you. Andromach. Andromach sees Aloran have a bit of a moral crisis and then start walking out the room. Aloran, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? No, 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 no. We have to stay in the room. And Aloran walks out and Andromach goes like, damn it. And she like walks, follows um, Aloran out of the room into the fog. Roll perception for me. Six for my perception check. As you step out, you can't see anything. You're not even 100% sure you know where the door is that you just 
stepped out from. So Andermach is going to wave her hand in front of her face. Uh, please do a luck roll for up. me. Chat, over or under? Donovan was going to save you, but Northstar came in. As you wave your hand around, you find yourself in a wheat field. Zeth is holding. Gillette is going to. What is Gillette going to do? She starts running down the corridor. She is sprinting. And all of a sudden, Lauren, you see that she is pulling out an unusually large sword from her dress. Sure. Where was she hiding it? A gentleman never asks and a lady never tells. Oh, we got a new follower. Hey, Gamer Teddy 23 Welcome. She comes charging down the corridor with her sword. You can see, Lauren that she really knows how to use it. Just the way she's holding the hilt, the way she's oh, running. Gosh. She's creating momentum in the run as well. This is going to hurt. But I really she, appreciate her skill. You do. But as she runs, she trips on the dress that is not clearly not hers because I rolled a one and drops her sword and disappears. Oh, Andromach. Oh, Gillette appears in the wheat field next to you. Lauren went from deep appreciation to profound confusion. So that brings us to the end of this week's session. I want to say a huge, huge thank you to chat. It's Senderai has followed us. Hey, Lena, I finally found something that incorporates all of the different gaming styles that both of us love. So role-playing, computer games, board gaming, and LARPing? Yep. And since we're still in lockdown, you can do it all remotely and from home. That doesn't even make sense in terms of the live action stuff. It's a totally immersive thriller podcast. You can join in at foreverhasfallen.com where you get to be a bounty hunter in search for the missing CEO of the Forever Social. So I just sign up and listen to the podcast, right? There are clues in each episode and you get in-game rewards as you progress. I just watched the uh, how to play section on the website and um, gotta say, it looks awesome. Dude, each episode even has its own playlist. I'm keen to try it out. Seems like a pretty epic way to bring a podcast story to life on a real internet hunt. I've already signed up, so join the hunt at foreverhasfallen.com. This is Linder Lindblad, CTO of the Forever Social. This, I believe, will be my last words. Whoa, what happens next is not pretty. Forever Has Fallen is a podcast thriller drawing you into heart-racing action, fusing an immersive soundscape with online challenges, rewards, and hidden content. Humanity's hope for immortality is on the run. Join the hunt for the truth. Foreverhasfallen.com so with that, a huge thank you to our sponsor, theforeversocial.com. Please go check them out. And a huge thank you to chat. A huge thank you to my players who make everything an adventure, even if they don't want to step into the corridor. Remember, if you enjoyed this, please share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars, and rate and review our podcast because it helps other people find us. Otherwise, we will see you next week, Tuesday, right here, same time, same place. And we will also see you, hear you, be with you vocally on our podcast other than that follow us on all the socials at dum dum die spelled d-u-m-d-u-m-d-i-e and our forever social will be the same and we will see you next week until then have a most amazing week filled with adventure